Hello, everybody, and welcome to An Air, the show where we take TV shows canceled with episodes left on air to review them and then pitch our ideas for how we think they could have continued. I'm Ed, and with me today from Crit Chat, we have Ismay. Hello there. How are you doing today? Um, um, to be honest with you, I've been like very sick all day. So either I'm going to be ridiculously sleepy and weird in this episode, or uh, my brain's going to do bad and it's going to go real, real, real crazy like. So we'll see. We'll see what, what we get. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know whose brain does go crazy bad is zombies. <laughs> Ooh, honestly, kind of a good comparison, though. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we watched the pilot for Babylon Fields. Um, so this show was actually produced in 2007 for CBS. They passed on it. For why? I, I don't know. It was actually pretty good. <laughs> right. Like, the, I, I was wondering if I was going to bring, like, a crazy opinion to the table saying that I actually kind of enjoyed the show. Like, it had some kind of major flaws, but, but like, in general, it was pretty solid. Yeah, I could understand if they, like, sent it back to retool it, but they just went, eh, no, we don't want it. Yeah, right. Uh, And then NBC uh, tried to resurrect it, pun intended, uh, uh, in 2013, and it uh, still hasn't gone anywhere. Oh, really? Oh, shit. Like, I was was kind of assuming that, I don't know, because, like... I'm also going to say this not knowing anything about the show, um, but everything like like iZombie is like a popular TV show that I think has the same kind of plot to it. I, again, I'm saying this knowing absolutely nothing. So iZombie could, could actually not be a single thing about zombies and I wouldn't have a goddamn clue, but eh? Well, coincidentally, I did actually watch an episode of iZombie before I watched this. Oh, shit. And... <laughs> Uh, you are right. It is actually about a dog groomer. Um, I'm just kidding. It, it does have to do with zombies. <laughs> like, I was going in for this fiction. I like watch that zombie. I'd probably be more likely to write, watch it if it's about a dog groomer. Hopefully that is also a zombie. <laughs> yep, her name is Zombie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so this uh, show actually had some pretty major stars in it. I uh, had Ray Stevenson... My favorite, uh, Kathy Baker. I love Kathy Baker. <laughs> like, I feel like Kathy Baker is such a mom thing for me to like. Because I, fe- I feel like, that, <laughs> like, Kathy Baker is everyone's mom's, like, favorite. Like, oh, she's in everything. She just never got her big break, you know? <laughs> Kathy- <laughs> I love her. Um, also, I had Amber Tamlin, which I thought was pretty cool. Right. Wait, wait. Who's Amber Tamlin again? Uh, she was the daughter. She was a, she was the daughter. Okay. See, <laughs> like she was not great <laughs> in it. Like I don't know what it was about her in this. I just she had such a weird kind of disconnect with everything. But I think I don't know. I don't know how much of that was the actress and how much of it was just them giving her baffling lines and how to deliver them. Like, it's sometime near the very beginning when they're doing their whole, oh, everything's really normal. It's a normal world we're living in. Uh, and the mom's just talking about general life. Um, and she comes along and she's debating just cereals just under her breath. And it, I don't know, it was just a very odd, this is what a teenager is kind of scenario. Yeah, it didn't feel realistic. It just felt very kind of out there. Right. And in a show that is otherwise based in realism, it was very <laughs> out of place, you know? 
Oh, do you guys not over there? Do you guys not have people digging their ways out of their graves? I mean, we do, but like, I'm. It's it's more of like a we have to get them back in, or they're here to tell us prophecies. Scon's all about the prophecies. <laughs> oh, okay. See, at least it's you still got it over there. That. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the zombie <laughs> uprising that happened happened a couple of years ago. Yeah, you can't escape it these days. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, this show starts off kind of showing normal life in this town, which is called Babylon. Um, I don't know if I mentioned the name of the show is Babylon Fields. Um, I think we did. <laughs> Whatever. Oops. <laughs> we just got into it. Look, it's a good show. <laughs> uh, yeah, it uh, takes place in a town called Babylon. And it starts off, like you said, with kind of showing normal life, but it's very disjointed. So disjointed. Yeah, the only thing that we see of a zombie is like this guy digging his way out of a grave in the... <laughs> opening credit not really credits it's just the yeah. title card yeah it just starts off with a, it it starts off i thought when it when it immediately started i thought it was going to be a straight up horror show um because it had that like fast paced editing just like cuts and like that heavy rasping breathing uh your favorite trope of the hand bursting out of a grave uh but then <laughs> then i don't i don't know what genre the show falls into after that but it ain't horror no, not even close. It's on Wikipedia. It says comedy drama. <laughs> okay. I mean, I laughed at it, but I don't know if it was intentional. No, not for the reasons you would want. <laughs> no, no, no. So, uh, yeah, we get that uh, weird serial scene. We get a cop named Carl, and he's hitting on a, another cop named Louisa. And again, just a baffling... it's supposed to be like a secret relationship I think because they're like oh stop it people will see but they're just like in the middle of a workroom and there are several other people around baby that's like it's not super secret baby oh no not at all they're (laughs) they're going at each other someone's like like, reaching for the coffee creamer through them like yeah it was like i I was very happy that it turned out to be a relationship because i thought we were setting this guy up just to be like a creepy turd and i was like okay that's fine it's fine as long as you're both in on this cool behavior at work i'm glad i'm not the only one that got that vibe because it seemed like it was setting him up to be like cheating on his wife or something exactly oh i have a thing about wives and stuff later but we'll get there oof oh yeah (laughs) So then we get, in between all these scenes, we get a zombie dude making his way downtown. Um, He's not walking fast. (laughs) No. And faces do not pass. Do not pass, but he is homebound. (laughs) He is homebound. Um, And Janine and his mom, and uh, that's the daughter's name, is Janine. And her mom are driving down the street. And they have another little conversation. And then it cuts away. (laughs) Yep. Every, every, uh, yeah, I, I feel like it's not abundantly clear that... All of these scenes happen, I think, like a minute each. If that, if that, a minute is very generous. These are like little micro shots that are so small and disjointed, and it's very discern. It's very, it's very um, disorienting. Yeah, because then immediately after that, it cuts back to the police station, yep. and Carl gets a call from his sister Martha. And she's like, you got to come over. You won't believe this shit. <laughs> Some shit's going down, baby. <laughs> and uh, then we cut back to Janine and her mom. They get home. They walk inside. They see a zombie just chilling on the couch, drinking a beer. See, that's where the comedy comes in. <laughs> like... 
<laughs> and he says, am I the luckiest son of a bitch you ever seen or what? <laughs> they freak out, understandably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she drops the groceries and he goes, hey, clean that up. Yeah, that was... <laughs> Again, not funny. Definitely indicative of an abusive relationship, but just in yep. the context. <laughs> yep. And uh, that is the first hint we get that this dude is a, a doucheroony <laughs> and uh, he's an abuser. Uh, yep. It also is doing the, like, you get, you get a lot of, like, nice visual cl- cl- clues. He's got his uh, his own little lounge chair. He's got his beer that he finishes off, even though it's already finished. <laughs> yeah. <oof. laughs> and that brings up the question of, can zombies, like, drink and eat normal foods and stuff? Oh, Lord, thank you. Uh, like, do you mind if I take this next, like, tie fast forward? Because, like, a lot, it's, after this, there's a lot of people, like, oh, rising from the dead, and you see a bunch of people rising. But a couple of times you see, like, them wanting food, and that's a whole thing. I have a lot of questions, and I want, literally, I would love it if this show was continued, just because I need them answered (laughs) so bad. I'm with you on that one. (laughs) So then we get to Carl, who shows up at his sister's house, and who answers the door, but his dead brother-in-law. <laughs> and he's freaking out, like, that's not, this isn't real. He's not alive. That can't be him. <laughs> and uh, she's like, no, it's real. He snuck up behind me and, like, grabbed me, and I was like, that's him. I was like, hot. Yeah, I'm back on board. Let <laughs> me jump this. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and this comes back later in the episode, but these two don't get freaky. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. And there's a lot of problems with that. It, I, the questions. <laughs> the questions. <laughs> um, so, yeah, how Carl figures out, like, okay, yeah, it's real is like a stereotypical type thing, like where you see twins on a rooftop. You got to shoot one of them. Which one's real? Tell me something you know about <laughs> yeah, yeah. me. And he tells him, oh, I was your best man. Remember? Remember when I was your best man at your wedding? <laughs> All I can think of is Walking Dead with that accent. <laughs> God, this is like, I'm about, I just, if there was a crossover between Walking Dead and this, I would love that a lot. Like, if, if Walking Dead was Walking Dead, but all the, the zombies were very sentient, <laughs> but people were like, nope, <laughs> fuck this anyway. Coral, get away Coral, from that one. Get away. He's like, it's mom. <laughs> well, she's got snacks. <laughs> Oh, Christ. So, uh, the, uh, dead guy, um, his name, I believe, is Dick, which we find out later in the episode. He's actually a neighbor of Janine, their mom, and, uh, Ernie, who we find out later, is the dad. And we get a fun little scene with them in a little bit. But he goes, Carl, Rebecca's probably back. You need to go check the cemetery. And we find out, oh, no, his wife's been dead. The third one! The third goddamn motherfucker in this that has their like their significant other dead as as disco like every main character in this goddamn show has a spouse that died well what they didn't mention is that the town was originally widow's peak (laughs) (laughs) stupid terrible joke god damn it (laughs) that was awful (laughs) So Carl, he goes uh, goes on to the cemetery, and then we get this like weird George Romero-esque scene of all these zombies yeah. walking around. One of them, we get the stereotypical grabbing his leg from the grave, 
and uh, they're all just chill. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. Like I do, I do like that guy. Like you don't see the guy as he crawls out of the grave. I don't think I don't remember that anyway. But <laughs> I, I would enjoy the turnaround of like you know instead of grab ah, it's trying to bite me. Just grab and then try to get away. And a guy goes just pops up the ground. It's like, hey, what the fuck, man? Give us a hand. What are you talking about? Like he's just yelling. Just help. <laughs> I'm stuck under the ground. They got my legs. <laughs> Get a shovel. <laughs> Just like dig with your little hands. I don't even care. I'm not that <laughs> precious. It's fine. Don't worry. I picture this is like a, a waitress with a cigarette. Still, she was buried with a cigarette. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she couldn't find her way out, but she could find a light. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is when uh, Janine and her mom are driving. And they're like, we should just go to my boyfriend's house. She goes, well, that's a stupid idea. But then she sees all these zombies like, actually, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. And my favorite part of this episode, <laughs> she sees a zombie walking by and goes, excuse me, and waves at it. <laughs> <laughs> and we get back to uh, the dad, Dick. No, wait, the dad's Ernie. Um, he is a dick, though. He is a dick. There you go. Um, he's showering and like all this gross, decayed skin falls off. And he pulls a police badge out of a box. Again, in what turns into an unintentionally hilarious scene where he's like a child that gets one of those little fake uh, fake police badges from a cereal box. It's like, hey, and like thrusting it <laughs> forward like it's a Pokeball. He's like, yeah, I'm a policeman. He looks like he's a Power Ranger trying to form a Megazord. Oh, he does. <laughs> oh, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. The two go to the boyfriend's house and they see like gunshots coming out from the second floor. The dad pokes a gun through the mail slot and it's like, what the fuck's going on out here? She's like, oh, it's Janine. Oh, I don't give a fuck. It's like, it's like what? What's like the safe word or something? Like it's, they've got like a code phrase already. They're like three seconds into this code phrase, baby. <laughs> like, I like the, the theory that they have this code phrase, but none of them have left the house yet. <laughs> And also, they're just, like, looking at these people who don't have, like, because all of the zombies are kind of ashen skin. They've got dirt all over them. Their eyes are, like, whited out. These guys are dead-ass, they're, like, dead-ass human-ass bitches. And they're like, nah, could be anyone. Fuck you. And I don't know why this is, but every woman was buried in a wedding dress. Everyone. Or, like, they were just, like, Victorian era. It was so right. strange. And then uh, some teenager comes up and recognizes Janine. She's like, Janine? And she's about like, this guy. <laughs> she's like, what the fuck? He pulls like worms out of his pocket. He's like, he I went wants- home, but <laughs> my mom and dad weren't there anymore. He's just trying to have a nice, normal conversation. He's like, all right, you're okay with the whole zombie things already, right? Right, cool. Where's my da? <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets blasted away. The boyfriend's just like, dad, just let him in. So they go inside while they pray t- play target practice. And uh, turns out headshots do not work because a zombie just gets up. I did like that. I'm not going to lie to you. That was fun for me. I, I, I very much enjoy any zombie scenario where it, where they're very cognizant of zombie films. Being like, like You either have your normal tropes or you have something where you're like, no, no, zombie films exist in this world. We know what zombies are. We know how to do Oh, we don't? Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, right, it's like in The Walking Dead where there's like all oh, their walkers. It's like no, they're fucking yeah, zombies. zombies. You're telling me George Romero doesn't exist. Like, anything, anything in like 
uh, like any zombie things where they don't reference previous zombie films takes me so completely out of it. Because I'm like, so you're you're positing that this is an alternative reality that they've never even conceived of the idea of zombies before. Right. It's fuck wild. <laughs> In these billions of years, billions. nobody's been like, you know what? What if they just like crawl on up out? Yeah. What if, what, if, what if we do like some cool horror tropes though? Like, it's baffling to, nope. <laughs> I get too far into this. It happened in caveman times, and then one of them just hit the other in the head. And that was yeah, it. I was like, no, no, none of your bullshit here, Janine. Like, we're done with your shit. I just pulled Janine. I, I'm bad at picking names. Uh, <laughs> so I just pick ones that are in actually the thing that we're talking about. <laughs> so uh, then Carl sees his wife's grave, and there's a hole there. Surprise. She <laughs> dug her way out. Dead spouses. <laughs> uh, so then we cut back, and uh, turns out... Janine and her mom have been lying to everybody in town because she goes, my father's back. Oh, back from Daytona? It's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Yep. Oh. So they lied and said he met a stripper in Daytona and was just like, eh, hey, fuck it. <laughs> what if? Like, no one gave a shit. I mean, to be fair, if there was some asshole that I kind of suspected was an abusive little piece of shit. And someone's like, I went to Daytona. My brain would be going, you murdered him. And my mouth would be going, that's great. Yep. And to be fair, it would be believable. The the Carl brings this up later in the episode. It's not unbelievable. That's definitely something within the realm of possibility mm. that this douche guy is just like, hey, you know what? I met a stripper in Florida. Yeah. This sounds like a good day. So then Louisa calls Carl all freaked out, says, okay, go into lockdown. I'll go to the armory. And throughout this whole show, it's just weird cuts because we cut back and forth between the Janine storyline and the Carl storyline. And uh, so we get some like little scene of like the the parents preparing for the zombie apocalypse, like making like a bazooka out of PVC pipe. Yeah, they had a dead ass had a bazooka. It was... Like it, like it was one of those blink and I nearly missed it kind of things where I just like oh I glanced away I glanced back there was a kid with a bazooka I fell in love all over again with the show, <laughs> and then we get a reference to a zombie movie because the his bro- the boyfriend's brother is just like well you know what the Bible says when hell is full the dead will walk the earth no you idiot that's from a movie <laughs> no that's from the poster of a movie ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, you know what? I, I take it back. Maybe it was intended to be a comedy. Fuck it. <laughs> and then we get a zombie being thrown out of a church and like beaten up. Oh, that was the best. So that had the uh, the best line, the best line of the whole thing. Because you get like, it's also this is the moment where everyone goes like zero to 100. Because like we say that before, yeah, when they were kind of escaping from the the back from the dead, deadbeat husband um that they were kind of freaked out but it was kind of a subtle freaked out everyone so far has been only kind of a meh amount of freaked out by zombies and then zero to 100 everyone in this church is armed (laughs) they they were (laughs) barricade they they formed a lynch mob for uh this i think it was like a, a homeless dude that used to go to their church um and cop man mcgee whose name i forget every single time dick is it dick no. no, it's Carl, but I do Carl. like Cop Man McGee. Cop Man <laughs> McGee, uh, it's easier, um, is like, hey, stop beating up on this guy. We we don't really know what's going on, and they're still wanting to, to murder him. And then as this 
zombie is like wandering away. He turns around. And is like, I thought they might have a donut or something. He popped out the ground and was like, right, I know that I need two things. I need church and I need a donut. <laughs> they ain't stopping me for this. And this was another moment that kind of started taking me out of it is because this is when Ray Stevenson's accent, his American accent started to fade. Right. Oh, yeah. He just goes real British for a little bit. Oh, yeah. And uh, then he, he uh, shows up at the armory. There's a hose just going all willy nilly. It's just spraying everywhere. And no one's there except for one guy named Maddie. And he's just like, we need to mobilize your men. What men? Look around you. <laughs> Look around. Like, okay. Oh, fucking hell. This guy. Yeah, this guy was like the only one so far who'd seemed to be like properly freaked out by just the concept of zombies not like not like oh no my spouse is back from the dead or people might find out that i've been i murdered my husband he's like freaked out because the dead are walking the earth <laughs> i like this guy he's like cuddling with a gun just chilling in the corner <laughs> Me and this boy have a lot in common because I would also just be sitting in the corner, kind of crying, like, well, we might be fucked. Okay. (laughs) So he tells him, by the way, I saw your wife, Rebecca, kind of walking towards your house. So maybe go check on her. (laughs) Then we come back to to, uh, Dick and Ernie, and they kind of meet up in the cul-de-sac, and they're talking to each other. This, it... It was so well crafted because it was that it was I don't know if you see it a lot in media things you do sometimes, but it just had the real visceral energy of those two uh, guys that are friends because their wives are friends, but they have nothing to say to each other. Despite the fact that both of them just came back from the dead, they're like, I good weather, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, it was weird, too, because uh, this is where you find out that uh, Ernie, he remembers how he died. He had cancer. Yeah. Uh, Dick doesn't remember how he died, but he knows he has, like, a gash in the back of his head. Oh, yeah. And he's just like, oh, well, well, how's the family? Oh, there's still pains <laughs> in the ass, just older. Oh, I get it. Martha still sleepwalks naked. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, he goes, are you, <laughs> she's treating you right, huh? And then we get the weirdest line. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a newlywed at an oyster fest. I have also written that down in my notes <laughs> because, <laughs> huh? <laughs> um, and the, like the the, the newlywed like the uh, the the exact same reaction as I would. Like that that acting was very on point. Like I like to believe that they didn't <laughs> tell him about that line, and it was just his real reaction, which was horror, and just like a heaping helping of disgust it's bad when a zombie show that's the most terrifying thing that happens <laughs> it's the worst oh god and then it gets even weirder because he says by the way you've been horny lately <laughs> like hey you ready to go hey are you so-? like i like that this show was like look episode one we have to get out we have to get this out now zombies are back and they want to fuck zombie <laughs> <laughs> like this is very important to our storyline that zombies want to fuck. <laughs> I can I can imagine the pitch meeting right now. There's just a bunch of 
there's a, the, a dartboard and they're just throwing stuff at it like zombie <laughs> what? fuckers okay hold on wait <laughs> okay, there's something there something here. <laughs> or like those uh those like sex dice that you get that is like rub <laughs> face on floor <laughs> like <laughs> they rolled rub dick on zombie <laughs> where do we get zombie. these dice i mean sure <laughs> They accidentally mixed up their Halloween dice with their sex dice. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. uh, so then Carl goes home. Some kids with a crowbar are just like, we saw a zombie in there. We'll beat her up for you. He's like, get the fuck out of here. And uh, he peers in, but he doesn't go in. And Luis is just like, get the fuck back here. Some shit's going down. And he leaves. Ernie's walking downtown. And it looks like it's post-apocalyptic. There's only yeah. zombies in the street. You got like newspapers blowing everywhere. This was part of the there's there were like three parts in the show where I think that there were breaks because there's just a dramatic tonal shift. Like the first was um when the the cops kind of meet back up uh and they've got this kind of like rock music playing like your buddy cop like yeah, we're going to get this done, baby. Um <laughs> And that that just comes out of nowhere and fades away just as quickly as it came. Uh, it gets to uh, the the comedy dead neighbors bit. I think happened after a break because it just like rolls in with like some like music. And again, three seconds later, it's gone. And this one, they just put some punk music, like they're in a goddamn music video. <laughs> It's so strange. It felt like they took three shows and threw them in a blender. Yeah, they have no idea what they're doing, but I was really into it at the same time. (laughs) So uh, he goes to a bar. It's locked. So he just breaks the window and goes in. As you do. The bartender comes out with a gun and goes, wait a minute. I know you. You are a cop. Yeah, yeah. They said I left for Daytona. What do you what do you think? I'm going to eat you. Ah, he scares (laughs) a guy who stumbles back and shoots himself. Uh Yeah. And. Then we get this little tinge of like, oh, maybe he does want to eat people because he sees the blood and he like licks his lips. Uh, but that's it. Like, so, and again, like, I like that. I really like that as like a moment of maybe this is actually what the show is going to be. Like, it's got like a lot of promise of future questions that could be answered, which I would be really interested in knowing. But it was not to be. <laughs> this may be it very sad. <laughs> Uh, so then we get a radio broadcast explaining, yeah, the dead people are back and headshots do not work. Carl goes back to the precinct. Luis is there. She's chilling with a shotgun, scared. And she's like, you saw Rebecca, didn't you? Well, yeah, she's my wife. Well, she was your wife. <laughs> I can see some tension. I can see some very obvious and poorly done tension. <laughs> I, I like that the idea, like, th- this happens, well, I... This is going to be a baffling thing that I'm about to say right now, but this happens often <laughs> that shows make make a lot of like get ready for for Isabel's feminism classes one on one. They make women so irrational, like so incomprehensibly irrational. That I know this is just a small moment, but it's her being like, "Oh, like the zombie apocalypse is upon us. The dead are walking again. It's not reasonable for me to think for a second. Hmm, maybe he's having conflicting feelings about his wife. He should still be a hundred percent in this weird thing we got going on. Like it's so strange that they went to like having to make like obviously it's going to be a point of contention later on. Like obviously it's going to do that, but 
the idea that this woman was just like, no, 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 no. The most important thing right now is that this guy knows that we are still in a relationship despite the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, it was like a whole like, you know, the dead are coming up from their graves, but are you still my boyfriend? Are you like... still my boyfriend, though? Like, <laughs> do you still like me, YN? Right back. <laughs> Slides him a little note. Still <laughs> <Stay> alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so then he falls asleep in the station, uh, has a dream <laughs> where Rebecca shows up, kisses him, and then bites his lip, and then he wakes up. So maybe he's prophetic. Uh, it might just be that he knows zombie films, but... He's also got like a little little hint of like, ooh, maybe they want to eat us. Who knows? Yeah. And, or maybe uh, they want donuts. Fucking they do want donuts. They want donuts and human flesh. <laughs> uh, so then we find out, oh no, the phones and the servers are down. Ooh. <laughs> ooh spooky. <laughs> Which kind of gets contradicted later on. But, <laughs> like immediately. Uh, yeah. So he goes, oh, we got to get this place operational. Uh, We cut to Ernie going to his grave. He finds a blade, which turns out to be the head of an axe. Janine goes to the grave, starts digging around looking for it. Then we cut back to Ernie at the police station. And surprise, Ernie and Carl have been partners. (sighs) And this is where we get the whole, the, so I need you to solve a murder. Whose? (laughs) Mine. Mine. (laughs) It's almost like a CSI, like, yeah! (laughs) It was the most set up anything could have been. Like, (laughs) I love it. I love, I love, again, it's that irrationality of this guy's, like, this, like, this cop who is a cop. And I would assume, I'm going to, I'm going to be kind to him and be like, good at his job, question mark. It's just (laughs) like, oh, this guy who has died is walking in, is like, oh, I just rose from the grave, but I've got a case for you. What could it be, darling? <laughs> Who could know? <laughs> uh, yeah, so then we get uh, Doreen, who turn- it turns out was Janine's little sister who died. And uh, she walks into the house and she's like, hello? Is anybody <laughs> here? I'm hungry. And then she just goes over the TV and there's a news report on saying, yeah, so in this town, Babylon... Shit's fucked. There's zombies and shit. And, uh, yeah. And then she just flips the channel to cartoons. <laughs> Which is great. And that's the last shot of this show. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I I have a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to take a quick little break. We'll be right back and we will answer some of those questions. <laughs> Hey, Jen. Hey, Micah. Remember watching the Friends premiere? No, I never saw that. Oh, but remember those first Wu-Tang solo albums that came out? No, I don't. Remember that terrible Frasier theme song? Oh, my God. Remember I was sent away from home when I was 16, sent to, like, the middle of nowhere, Montana, therapeutic boarding school, none of this rings a bell? Oh, yeah. Join us for I Never Saw That, a podcast about mid-90s pop culture and Montana. What about ER? You saw that, though, right? No! All right, so uh, had the show continued, what kind of episodes do you think we would have seen? Okay, so I think that genuinely, I think that there is quite a lot that they could have done with it, especially because they set up a lot of questions that I really wanted answered and I still kind of want to answer. So like maybe I'll just, I don't know, call up the people who wrote the show and be like, look, I know that no one else wanted this, but I want this. I care. What was the plan? Because I need to know now. Um, Because... There, yeah, there was just a lot 
of things about like why all these people that popped out of the grave they were all kind of whole again like they weren't decomposed <laughs> and it was it wasn't even a case of they hadn't had time to decompose like I, I was wondering like maybe it's just like the fresh ones and the the older ones who are all like rotted away they didn't have enough i don't know like sparkle life in them to bring them back but no there's a report on the radio that's like, oh, I, I saw some like Native Americans uh, running around, like dead ass, like they're real, real Native Americans and from like Pilgrim times. So, people from Pilgrim times have like reformed, I guess, and popped out of the ground, which is a thing. Um, <laughs> th- just a question of like if like if they need to eat or drink, what they need to eat or drink. Um, yeah just like just general questions also they feel they don't seem to feel pain like they can't die again and they don't seem to feel pain because no one's like oh i got shot they just get shot and they're like oh i'm back now but they can feel pleasure because as we stated before they (laughs) love to fuck (laughs) so yeah (laughs) what what the differences are there i just i just wanted all the questions answered (laughs) So you brought up an interesting point about like the whole pilgrim people right. showing back up. I would love to see a scene in an episode where they're trying to explain to a pilgrim what the fuck a TV is. <laughs> like, like, well, you see, look. it's pictures, but they're moving. Hold on. Start again. What the fuck is a picture? <laughs> <laughs> I like, yeah, it was, it's just, it's, it's a weird because also you have to deal. Also, this is this is my brain being like, this is probably not what the show was wanting to be about. But what about overpopulation, though? Like, especially if they need to eat and drink. Like, what are you going to do about all the extra bodies lying around? Like, we've already <laughs> got a homelessness problem. It's not going to get any better. Uh, we could just send them to like, I don't know, Alaska or something. They can uh... probably deal with the cold. Yeah, right? Like, they don't need, like, good... See, but then there could be more interesting things about, like, what rights do zombies have? That could be, like, a fun episode. Well, not really a fun episode. It would more be, like, bureaucracy. But I think bureaucracy is fun, so... (laughs) (laughs) I just imagine you pushed up glasses while you went, (laughs) (laughs) And how did you guess? (laughs) Ah, so there's another thing I think they should have explored in an episode, which would have been, like, what if... Martha, done got knocked up with a zombie baby. <gasps> oh my god, I didn't know that I wanted that until you said it. Oh god, <laughs> that's all I can think about now. <laughs> and even if it was like a human baby at first, if it died and was stillborn, would it come back to would life? Would it come back to life? Yeah, well, oh yeah, that was another one of the questions that I wanted. To, because, yeah, the, the guy in the store, like after douchebag McGillicuddy shoots him, uh, or get like spooks him so guy shoots himself because he's an idiot. <laughs> um, he he's just dead. It looks like so either there's like a refractory period where he has to die for a certain amount of time to come alive, or maybe it was there was just that one moment where something happened in this town and boom, all the dead people that are currently dead are alive and no one in the future. Um, or maybe there was a future episode where that guy came back. He was like, you spooked me so bad I done shot myself. God damn. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, that is true because the the living don't come back. No, it doesn't seem like it anyway. Or at least not immediately. Right. Maybe like maybe later on yeah. we could see something like that. Like maybe uh, Martha, she got uh, fucked into a zombie. <laughs> like all of a sudden, like one day, like. 
her like finger falls off and she's like, well, that's not good. <laughs> that's not ideal is the thing. <laughs> I feel like this would have worked as kind of like an anthology type series. Yeah. Yeah. If it was just like kind of like snapshots of things. Yeah. Like even if it was just like following all the storylines set up in the pilot, but like each episode is a different storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, if if it did that, that it would be a lot more. Because the the worst thing about the first episode was just how disjointed it was, and it was trying to do so many different things, which I appreciate in a kind of general way, but it also made it very confused of what this show actually wanted to do. Um. But yeah, if it like I I would I would genuinely love it if it just like had little storylines and every so often maybe they crossed over, um, like maybe in kind of like an Orange Is the New Black kind of way where the episode is focused on one group and you get maybe like one or two things from the other groups at some random point in the episode, but it's kind of concentrated on one group or one person. Exactly. Yeah. Like maybe we get like one episode where it's like zombie detectives. And it's like, mm-hmm. we're, we're solving crimes, but the only murder I can't solve is my own. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, a, like a, again, a referencing a thing that I've not seen, but uh, Bright did that of like yeah, zombie person buddy cop team up. <laughs> but I like the idea because I, I am assuming that the idea of that is both of them are kind of like likable fun characters, whereas in this one it would have been cop boy and... Uh, abusive dad that have just like let's get the gang together one last time and they're both just well one of them is just a kind of blank slate nothing man and the other is just an abusive shithole so it would be fun for no one but i'd like that yeah and then we could get like maybe the janine and her mom they're just like researching zombies trying to figure out how the fuck they can kill them so they can get rid of the dad again yeah oh we didn't even mention like one of the one of the bits in the episode that I absolutely adored um, was it was just after they had uh, gone into their uh, the, the 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 daughter's like boyfriend's place uh, and my, my baby Kathy Baker I'm back on the bake train <laughs> choo choo babies because um, it's when they're they're discussing how maybe the the daughter will come back to life um, as well she just has a very like it's just sit uh, like a two shot, but it's mostly on Kathy Baker. Just about just her being like, no, you do not talk to me about this. You do not say this to me. You have no idea. I watched my daughter rot. I watched my daughter go cold. I buried her. Do not do this to me. And it genuinely sent me like in a little bit of a shiver fest. It was so well done. Um, though it does bring up another question of I don't know what the kid like i don't know what happened to that kid and i need to know what happened to the kid because she does say i watched her rot which you don't typically do if a kid just dies or like if anyone does i don't think i've had a single person that's died in my life that i've sat around and watched them decompose a little bit you know Oh, you didn't uh, spring for the live stream package at the funeral? I know. Like, look, it was just a bit expensive. What with, like, the <laughs> the airfare and, like, the, the destination funeral. It, you know, it all just adds up. See, we did my grandma where when everybody anybody donates on Twitch, uh, they have her arms rigged up so that she just waves her arms in the casket. Oh, I should have just <laughs> got social media involved. That's always where I fail. <laughs> so, um... 
I'm sure you're aware of everybody's favorite actor, Wallace Shawn. <laughs> Wallace Shawn, oh, uh-huh. Uh, from Princess Bride, most known oh, for. Oh, yes. Everyone, um, oh, I just love him more than anything. Uh, segment we do on this show is, why in the world isn't Wallace Shawn on this show? Well, he's been through Hollywood, from the Princess Bride to Clueless. He's an actor and a playwright and an essayist as well. He is nowhere to be found, so it's time for us to do this. Tell me, why in the world isn't Wallace Shawn on this show? How would you throw Wallace Shawn into the show? <laughs> okay. Oh, no, this is a thinker. Okay. I mean, okay, is it cheating to say, I don't know why this would be cheating, but is it cheating to say that he would be kind of like a, a zombie politician? Uh, <laughs> That's that, the exact same direction I was going to go into. Yes! Like, he's there, like, for the rights of zombies. Like, everyone's like, oh, shoot the zombies. Like, oh, we have to drive th- these pests out of our houses. Wally Sean! He's just an activist. Tell you. <laughs> it's like, we've got rights, too! <laughs> He has, like, some campaign speech where he's just like, not giving zombies rights? Inconceivable. <laughs> make little buttons of it. Wait, 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 wait. No, no. Are, is, this, is this Wallace Shawn is playing a character? Or this is Wallace Shawn playing Wallace Shawn if he had died and came back as a zombie and was, like, currying favor <laughs> with people. Like, I'm a famous actor that said funny things in this other movie. Like... <laughs> I think it's all part of a, a press tour for his latest film. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just stopping to get the zombie demographic. Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> so he's not even a zombie. He's just like, no, no, I'm just here to campaign for their rights. <laughs> or maybe oh, he's trying to so method act as a zombie in a new film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And he needs to, he needs to like, walk among the zombies. That would be great. If, like, everyone else is trying to deal with all of this, like, drama and hatred and, like, trying to work out a murder and trying to, like, get away from, like, a horrible relationship that you finally got free from. And Walsh, I was like, look, I need to get my acting chops. (laughs) Just walks up to zombies. So do you eat people? (laughs) What does it feel like to be you? (laughs) Oh, man. I I mean, honestly, it would make... I thought it was endlessly watchable anyway, but this would make it even more watchable somehow. I think we need to get CBS on the line. <laughs> I got... Don't worry. Hey, CBS? They want me to stop calling them. <laughs> they're, oh, okay. they're done with my shit. That's okay. I'll try later. <laughs> okay, thank you. Okay. I'll give you some of my contacts. You give me some of yours. We'll, like, trade off. Some of them won't be sick of me. Whatever. Exactly. You get NBC. I get CBS. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Get, you know what? Fuck it. Let's get Netflix on board. They're they're here for anything right now. We'll just they'll do whatever. <laughs> I mean, iZombie is really popular on Netflix, so maybe they want a right? slice of the pie. And like iZombie's in its last season, I think. Right again, I don't really know shit, but I think it's ending now. So yep. you know what? We've we got a lot of new zombie content for you. They have a lot of actors <laughs> that are used to working zombie things. So like. Come just like don't need to expand that portfolio what about just a one note portfolio for you baby <laughs> you can just reuse the same sets and everything yeah 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 yeah, yeah. like no bother <laughs> like they they had like a solid like three sets in the uh in the show and i zombie i'm assuming had a budget and so had a lot more 
than Babylon Fields had. Just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Say it, Umpakenyo, whatever. <laughs> so the biggest question, mm-hmm. how do you think this show would have ended? Slash, how do you think they're going to explain the way these zombies came back? I was, like, because there's so many ways it could go. I think that, because you've got the kind of question of if if it's not going to if it's going to be a show that's trying to make the the zombies part of society again, which I feel like it was going in that direction rather than kill all zombies, then it genuinely could end in le- legislation about how many rights zombies have and giving <laughs> zombies the right to vote. Like it it's, it seemed to be wanting to make it into a very like slice of life thing. Like it didn't apart from people initially mobbing the zombies. Uh, or mobbing one and shooting a couple others because they were spooked. Uh, it seemed to be very much putting the zombies in like a, oh, they're just people back from the dead. Like there was just that kid who had worms in his pocket that wanted to find his parents. <laughs> like it was it was trying to make them a little bit relatable and there and people didn't really seem to want them to leave. So I, I was going to assume that it was going to have like a big back and forth like as it it had like a lot of hints of maybe they do hunger for human flesh who knows um and like trying to suppress that and seeing if there is other things that could satiate that hunger um and then i like i i like the idea of that becoming kind of a non-issue and people being like oh there are other ways that they can eat that they can like sustain their life without having to kill people and that's what a lot of them do uh and it gets to the last episode where like it's like a one year later and some guys like and so the law comes to pass that zombies have equal rights to living human bitches and (laughs) smacks a little gavel uh and then you've got your friend cop face at the back who's like yeah yeah wow we really did it and uh, then gets like a call on his uh, his little walkie-talkie. He's like, "What's that? There's a crime downtown. Well, are you ready to roll, partner?" And it pans over, and it's his like zombie cop buddies. <laughs> like they are going, "I'm ready to roll." I mean, I'm not happy because that means the abusive asshole is still there, but still, he's like, "Ready to roll." And then they hop in a car and just head on out to solve some crimes. I would love it ended that way on a cliffhanger where they get there and they go. <laughs> Wait a minute. There's ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Then, yeah, smash cut to black credits roll as ghosts. I'm like, how? Wait to hell. <laughs> oh, no, that would be the best ending to any show. You're correct. Well done. <laughs> you, you've been doing this a while, haven't you? Just a little bit, yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so good. Uh, so I think that's going to do that for Babylon Fields. <laughs> um, so, Ismay, if people want to find you and your show, how would they go about doing so? Uh, well, if you want to find me in general, uh, I'm down as a teacup gamer, like everywhere, like on Twitch, on Twitter, on Instagram, all those things. It is the letter A, the word teacup, the word gamer, all smushed into one. Um, but if you want to listen to my shows, I've got uh, two of them. Uh, one is a D&D advice podcast slash comedy podcast. I added in the comedy podcast because I realized there was a couple episodes we just don't give advice and we just fuck around about D&D. Uh, so... 
you know what? I had to add that in. And now now people can't tell me that I'm wrong because they are either funny or informative, sometimes both. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's called Crit Chat. Uh, it's wherever you can find podcasts. I've also got another one called Half Damage. It is a D&D actual play podcast uh, where we're, well, we kind of were playing Curse of Strahd, but... I don't want to use ideas from a book, so I'm kind of using it from the Wizards of the Coast um, adventure, uh, The Curse of Strahd, uh, but I've added my own reality show twist to it. Uh, so it's uh, I lo- it's one of the most rewarding things that I do. It is really like I, it's really fucking funny. I'm I know that I'm on the show, so I probably shouldn't say that we're hilarious, but we're hilarious, goddammit. Um <laughs> it's very funny, it's very dramatic, it's fully voice acted, fully musicked, and um people have I've had reports that people have cried because of the emotional turns. So I'm very proud of that. Uh <laughs> so yeah. Uh yeah, so that's half damage and crit chat, wherever you can find them. And I would definitely second Crit Chat. I was listening to that on my way home from work. (laughs) I don't recommend. No, I do recommend it, but I also do not. (laughs) (laughs) I think you guys have some really good chemistry on that show. Good. Do I dare ask what one you were listening to? (laughs) I was listening to the uh, integrating backstory. Oh, okay. See, that one actually had some some actual advice on it, which was good. It did. Uh, (laughs) It also had, uh, you know, uh, a lot of other not- advice on it but whatever <laughs> so definitely check those shows out um if you want to follow us on social media we're at honor podcast on pretty much everything um thanks for listening and just remember some things are better left unaired bye bye <laughs>